what's up y'all uh you are now tuned in to the rooted life podcast uh it's your girls doe and mo and we are so excited to be bringing y'all a new three-part podcast series if you don't know uh here at the rooted life we love to talk about relationships faith wholeness and honestly whatever falls in between uh we're just two best friends who love jesus and love to see people walking in the fullness of what it means to be made complete in christ Ooh. so welcome y'all uh we just want to say what's happening what's, what's up? up what's up <laughs> uh to all the folks who's been rocking with us hey y'all welcome back and if you're new and just joining in then we're happy to have you on the journey with us we really are we love y'all like if we haven't made it clear we love y'all for Basically, real yes um so as you may or may not know our last podcast season was all about friendships and honestly the season snapped oh. i hate to really we're not really bragging on us we're bragging on the holy spirit the Pretty season much. snapped it was so much fun and we love talking about friendships and we feel like there's no better way to continue that conversation than by focusing this little podcast series we're doing on one of our favorite shows of all time drum roll please insecure <laughs> wow that was official uh, you know, got a little applause there. Mm-hmm. Got a cute little applause. But yeah, I mean, we love Insecure. Like, honestly, the way it represents black culture, mm-hmm. black people, mm-hmm. black love. Come on. I mean, it's just everything about the show. But honestly, it's so cool how it highlights the ups and downs of really just being a millennial trying to make it in this world. And I love how someone kind of pointed out to me that the show is really a love story between two best friends, mm-hmm. Issa and Molly, and their journey of growing and evolving while trying to balance love and work and family and really just life. I love that they pointed that out because at first glance, it really does seem like it's about Issa, the main character, and her finding love and sustaining love. And that is a big part of the show. But Mm -hmm. really, it's all about two young, successful, beautiful black women navigating relationships. Mm. Sounds kind of familiar. Oh, Do you know two beautiful young black millennials navigating life? I've heard of some. um, They have this thing called the Ruby Mm, Life. That sounds vaguely familiar. Vaguely. Vaguely. Mm. I got to think about it, but maybe. (laughs) Uh, So we're really excited about this, especially because we talk about this show all the time. I feel like this is just a natural segue for our friendship and our business, honestly. Yeah, no, it's it's really perfect. So I'm so excited that we get to do this. But um, if you don't watch Insecure, don't worry. Look, we're going to give y'all a little mini recaps mm-hmm. and we'll set the scenes up for you but really we just encourage y'all to listen to the scenarios and know that they're super relatable so there's definitely going to be something valuable that you find um but we're going to do a quick rundown mm-hmm. on what went on in the first three episodes because Issa be packing the 30 minute episodes with truly, a lot truly 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 and also just heads up if you haven't watched the show but you plan on watching it there's gonna be a lot of spoilers in these so you <laughs> might as well pause us right here go watch episode one through three mm-hmm. and then hop back on here with us facts now if you know you're not gonna go watch it then just keep on listening mm-hmm. and just get the, these gems you'll be entertained and you'll be blessed for and sure you'll be convicted and encouraged because the holy spirit all of the above gonna do what he did always uh okay so episode one in this one our main characters head back to their alma mater stanford university and they have a 10-year college reunion mm. and so in this episode we see all of the characters kind of reminiscing on their college days and we even get this cute little cameo from young Issa. but the focus here is really my Molly and Issa are two best friends, and they're working to try to uh, reestablish their relationship after last season's fallout. Mm. And in the midst, y'all, they get robbed <laughs> by this old college friend, Cheyenne. And the episode kind of wraps up with this big heartbreak for mm. a lot of insecure fans, where Lawrence, Mm-mm. who is Issa's like primary love interest and her former ex with whom she'd recently reconnected, We see him picking her up from the airport, and as she's getting out of the car, she ends things. Mm -mm. And 
Uh, just Laysai. It was so much. I yell, boo, <laughs> boo. I watched the episode twice and I purposely didn't watch that part. I was like, my heart can't take it. Uh, I was very, very upset. It was a lot. It was a lot. Okay, episode two. Mm-hmm. In this episode, it's interesting, like a year has passed for our characters. We mm. find Issa, she's really grinding hard for her business. Yes. Um, she's working to secure this new show for her new client. And we see her and Molly have kind of got back at it. They're yeah. back to being best friends again. They've, they've mended all the issues that have gone on and we see this is what surprised me the most is we see molly being mature i yes. just thought i never see the day come on where she's like taking accountability mm-hmm. and being reflective and you're you're watching a character who you've watched for years take a different direction different yes. approach with her life yes um work and dating and family and it ends uh with Issa uh breaking down after she's invited old nathan an old flame to come over um Clearly, our girl is not over Lawrence. Well, I mean, who could be over him? <laughs> Honestly, he's, you know, that he's my everything. He is literally my. Oh, yes. If someone was I like, know. who's your dream guy? Lawrence. I oh. Lawrence. Lawrence. Who is Lawrence? I'm for obsessed. 500? <laughs> yes, uh, you are obsessed, but that's okay because he is bomb. I mean, and that moment was really crazy. I was like, ooh, this is awkward. She was crying with him in the bed. Mm-hmm. And I knew from the moment that she asked Nathan to say it was a bad idea. But at the same time, I was like, girl. We can all relate to hitting up an old flame either because mm-hmm. we're bored or because we're trying to get over somebody else. Lonely. So I ain't mad at it. But uh, we get into episode three, right? And so we get this like really deep dive into Lawrence's life. Like literally, mm-hmm. Issa and Molly are not even in the episode. Mm-hmm. And um, Issa is, oh, sorry. I mean, Lawrence mm-hmm. is um, trying to figure out his life post breakup with Issa. And so he's moved to San Francisco. He has this new job. Things are going well. But within the first few minutes, we see that his baby by Condola was born. Mm-mm. And for those who don't know, Condola is this other character who Lawrence had started dating, but he broke it off with her when he wanted to get back with Issa just in time to find out that Condola had gotten pregnant. Mm. So the bulk of this episode, we're seeing Condola and Lawrence trying to figure out co-parenting with the added barrier of Mm -hmm. long distance. Honestly, it was like complex, heart-wrenching, and really just kind of hard to watch. It was very difficult to watch. You just felt for everybody in the episode. That pretty much covers episode one through three. Mm -hmm. I think it was a solid start to the season, um, honestly. So we were thinking about like, how do we take this show that we love, this concept of friendship, and fit it into our brand? Mm -hmm. Um, So we decided that we're going to kind of focus primarily on relationships, because obviously that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And we came up with this idea of flag on the play. So every episode, we're going to spend the bulk of our time in these um, episodes really identifying some major relationship flags whether Mm -hmm. that's green yellow or red in the latest episodes i love that and so just so y'all are tracking with us so green flags are like signs of healthy relationship behavior yellow flags are these complex signs where we're like "Eh, okay we can see both sides and red flags are just straight up bad idea do not pass go don't Mm -hmm. collect 200 moments Mm -hmm. so we're gonna get on into it and i'm gonna hit us with the first one with which is a yellow flag um, in response to something from episode one. Okay. So that one was called Reunited. Okay. Okay. And this is specifically about Issa ending things with Lawrence. Mm. Okay. So as a fan of the show, obviously I was heartbroken because I obviously. waited on this moment obviously. and they gave us such beautiful moments where they were having mm. all this excellent communication at the end of season four. Like we just were really, I mean, I was confident, like I was happy and excited. And so I was kind of just sad to see Issa breaking it off with Lawrence. Mm. And like, okay, so she's trying to get her business off the ground. She's in L.A. And this man of her dreams is moving away 
which I can get with the distance part. But then it's like he's also having a baby and this is fresh and with his ex. And I just feel like there's too many factors to consider. They could try to be together for the baby like Issa and I mean, Lawrence and Condola could be like, well, maybe we want to try to work it out. The second thing is like, okay, you're immediately shifting in priority in his life because he has a whole baby. And then the last thing for me is like children change people. And like he has no idea who he's about to become. And I just feel like this was the time if she was going to be like, okay, maybe this is not the best decision. This was kind of the moment before the baby came and it did get more complicated. So Mm -hmm. that's why I called it a yellow flag Mm -hmm. because I was sad to see it. But I'm also like, I see it, Issa. I Uh, get it, girl. I don't know. Okay, I hear everything you're saying. Mm -hmm. I just want to counter that. Everything (laughs) you're saying is um, like things that haven't happened. They're they're speculations over mm-hmm. what could happen. So what I didn't like is I felt like Issa made a decision off of speculation because mm. you don't know what he's going to be like. Mm. We don't know anything about the future, but to leave somebody or to end something with someone who you're in love with and who's been in love with you and forgave you after you cheated. But you, it's all speculation. That's my thing. It's yeah. one thing for y'all to give it a try and say, Lawrence, I don't know. Let's see what the first six months look like and kind of, but she was like, I can't even do it. I'm mm. like, I know, these are yeah. all speculations. We yeah. don't even know yet. But yeah, but I think yeah. I think, too, it's like even the fact that she felt angsty, like maybe that was enough to be like, if I'm going to be anxious the whole way through, then maybe I do need to back out, but, which like on the receiving side, like I definitely feel for Lawrence. And I'm like, Lawrence, this is probably better for you, because if somebody mm. ain't going to be invested, just let him go. But do we not think that Lawrence was antsy getting back with with East after she cheated on him? And he was willing to kind of work I don't work feel like it. by the time they de- by the time they actually decided to get together, I don't feel like so. You don't so. think he was? I don't mm. think so. At least he didn't show signs of it. Like, I feel like by the time he made the decision that he was getting back with her, to me, it seemed like he had fully forgiven and had moved on. But he was, that was asking like questions about Daniel when they were on their date. That's that was, was the first time they had talked, though. They had right. not actually had a real conversation. But post that, post his closure, he was like, I want to be with you, sis. Like... Let's exactly. go. Exactly, and Issa did match that energy. I, uh, she didn't. She didn't. She I'm didn't. not saying it was right. I'm true, also true, just true. not saying it was wrong. That's, That's it. why That's it's a yellow, yellow flag. flag you can throw your flag. yellow flag Boom. half at it, Lawrence. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm talking to an imaginary <laughs> If you would character. like someone <laughs> to pick up the pieces, Lawrence, you have a, a young woman here, a beautiful young woman here, ready to pick it up. I would. I would pick up the broken pieces of your heart, <laughs> girl. Okay, what okay, is your okay. flag? Episode one. Oh, God, I'm throwing a red, big old red flag Uh um, on the play when it comes to their old friend, Cheyenne. First of all, when she was introduced, I was like, I don't trust her Mm. for many reasons. She seemed really fun. She was exciting. Yeah. uh, Like brought a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of ratchetness, which Mm -hmm. I I appreciate all those things. Mm -hmm. But also she seemed to be exactly how they remembered her to be in college. Like Mm. she was kind of stuck in their golden years. Like, remember that time? Remember that time? Which is like to an extent. Yeah. But you're clearly that same person. Like nothing about you has changed in 10 years. You literally are doing the same kind of work, same kind of everything. Like nothing about you seems any different. Mm -hmm. Whereas the other characters, they just seem like they have matured some. And we also don't know her, so I don't know. But um, to me, it just kind of seemed like she was clearly on that same old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting because she didn't ask them anything about their lives. They were mm-hmm. asking her questions like, what do you do now? And she didn't ask nobody no questions about nope. how they doing, where they live, mm-hmm. how you been, girl. Nothing. She asked no questions, which yeah. was kind of odd to me. So that was a red flag. And um, also what I didn't like is when they were in the car and Kelly was kind of having that moment yeah. of like, man, like, w- do people just think I'm a big joke? Do nobody, does nobody take me seriously? Yeah. And, and Kelly's kind of having a moment and Cheyenne completely dismisses Kelly by making a joke and everybody yes. laughs at Kelly. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that was just really. I thought that was drink too. Like, 
Cheyenne seems like the kind of friend who's going to crack a joke no matter what because she's always for the laughs, which mm. is like cool. But there's sometimes we're like, it's not appropriate. Right. right. Now. But she don't seem like the kind of person who kind of read the room of like, hey, a Mm-mm. joke is not the best move right now Mm-mm. because she's so much about fun. Um, she's kind of the kind of person who will probably prioritize fun over hurting somebody else's feelings or anything, really. Yeah. Um, so I'm always wary of people who don't seem like they've matured and grown up after a long period of time and mm-hmm. people who are like, I'm going to have fun at any cost. Yeah. I just don't like that. So red yeah. flag for me. Honestly, I, I don't have anything to disagree with there. I felt the same way when they first brought her into the scene. I was like, she was just a bit too turnt for me for she the event. And, and this is coming from the turn. You know, I love turn to dance. Queen. I love to have a good time. But it was like, it just felt almost like immature for where they had grown yeah. to. She was being like 21 year old self when mm-hmm. everyone is walking away, walking around being classy, like 30 year old selves. Mm-hmm. So it felt like off for the mood and the vibe of what they were doing. But I think it was also just a good reminder that like we can be cordial with people and uh, also not invite them fully back into our personal lives. Like right. we talked about this before, this idea of categorizing people and mm-hmm. you got the crowd, which is the far outer circle, your community, like your church family, your circle, which is like maybe your close knit friends and then your core, who's the one or two few. And they tried to bring somebody from the crowd into the circle. And mm-hmm. like, they were like, Oh, come out with us tonight. Let's hang out. Like, nah, I could have waved at you at the little reunion mm-hmm. and then went out with my real friends. So I feel like they got robbed, which I mean, yeah, that was funny. But yeah. if that was in real life, I don't think that, that would have been that funny. funny. Like that was really shady of her to be honest. And I feel shady. like it showed her true color. So be weary of those people. And I think sometimes we forget that who we were then is different. It's like, the 20 year old version of Molly yeah. Issa really did rock with her. And probably. That, and that yeah. was probably for that time. But at this point, you're a different person. So yeah. I think sometimes when time has passed, we've forgotten that, like, I'm a different version of myself mm-hmm. now. And is this version of myself now, is it compatible with the version that they are now? And right. It may or may not be. But I think because we have history, we talked about this in one of our episodes. Like, because we have history, we feel like there's an obligation there to continue nope. the friendship at the same degree. And to your point, it might just need to shift and change mm-hmm. and look a little differently. Yep. Facts. All right. Episode two, growth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into another red flag because <laughs> Nathan, just a little backstory. Nathan's from a previous episode. They kind of had a love affair. He just yeah. kind of ghosted her, disappeared for many episodes, many mm-hmm. months. Turns out he was having some kind of mental health crisis that Issa and nobody really knew about. And so he's kind of come back in the picture as a friend and mm-hmm. kind of like a business colleague and, and Issa's trying to help mm-hmm. his business um, and things like that. First of all, <clears throat> you know it's like to be real when a black woman be like, first of, first all, of all, first of all, absolutely, they have history. And so, yes, they're business colleagues, which I think is valuable for both of their business. Mm-hmm. But because they have there's history and they obviously have an attraction, like they need to have more clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just feel like the more history you have with somebody, the more boundaries you need to have. And they didn't have no boundaries. Nope. They were having a late night candle night dinner sipping wine on her on her little balcony after a long day of work Jesus. it just was like it just wasn't <laughs> a good setup it wasn't a good setup so i was just throwing red flags all over the all over the place just because there just wasn't any boundaries and they hadn't had any conversation either the mm-hmm. only thing they kind of talked about was when he was like yeah i'm about to go meet up with somebody and she was like oh okay and that wasn't even a conversation because she was low-key trying to choose like oh you about to go have mm-hmm. that type of fun and he literally was like, well, what you doing tonight? Did not even answer the question. Oh, my God, he did. He did not answer the question. He pivoted to her. So then when Issa's like, well, do you want to spend the night? I said, oh, girl, please don't do it. Reconsider. Mm. Um, I just think that they're better off as friends. And I think adding sex back into their relationship is yep. going to complicate things because they already are both trying to get their footing, honestly, and get their lives back mm. together. 
And it's clear that she don't really want to be with Nathan. Like, Period. She clearly she misses that. Lawrence. She loves Lawrence. She broke down crying when they were in the bed. And I think all that came to light in that moment. But it was clear that she was just kind of searching for something in that moment. And I think Nathan was just the most convenient choice, which is not really loving towards him and really not loving towards herself. Yeah. I mean, yet again, I don't really have much to say on this red flag because I agree. And I I mean, y'all have heard me talk about friends of the opposite sex many a time because mm-hmm. I found myself in that situation many a times. Mm-hmm. And my biggest lesson was, yeah, like boundaries like you. You cannot assume that the feelings that were once there are not going to some way snake their way through Mm -hmm. the more time you spend with somebody. And like, I think sometimes that we're just um, we're overestimating our ability to like box our feelings up Mm -hmm. and tuck them away as if they never existed. Mm -hmm. Um, Because obviously the feelings, they came up for a reason to begin with. So we have to remember that like there's a way that they can find themselves back to the surface. Even after you're like, I can't stand them and I don't like Mm -hmm. them, blah, blah, blah. You spend enough time with with somebody Mm -hmm. who you once liked, the reasons why you once liked them Mm -hmm. are somehow going to like come to the forefront. So stay away. That's all I got to say. And have the conversation. I feel like sometimes we think, well, if I don't talk about it, it's not there. It's like, you both know it's there. Probably all your friends who hang out with you. Mm -hmm. It's very clear to everyone. It's very (laughs) Okay, you ain't got to come for me, bro. I wasn't. (laughs) Obviously, you feel convicted. I I didn't say nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Okay, go ahead, Go ahead. What's your flag? Uh, okay. Um, on episode two, my flag is mm-hmm. actually a green one. And Yay. I want to throw it on Molly calling her mom to apologize. Okay. Um, and I love that energy for two main reasons. The first, I think it shows so much growth for our girl Molly. Mm-hmm. And I just think like, I don't ever remember seeing her be this mature before. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just showing this like softer, more reflective side of her. And it really, I think it spoke to me because it reminded me of myself. And like, mm-hmm. when I think about, I feel like honestly, my character has been me in real life probably is most like Molly just of really? like transition from like who I was to mm-hmm. who I had the potential to be. I feel like I just was a hot mess in a lot of different <sighs> ways. And like my actions were a reflection of, like not having healed, not having mm. taken the time to think about other people, yeah. not having communicated in relationships. A lot of things that I saw in Molly. And that's probably why she gets on my nerves the most because mm. I'm like, oh, there's parts of me in there, you mm. know? So to see her grow to like call, being the one to call to apologize, I thought was just so dope. And yeah. I was just like, okay, Molly, like I, I love to see the growth in her. And I think it just reminds me of the growth in me. And um, I think the other thing was just like, it was a reminder for us to forgive fast and relationships. Mm. Like Molly reached out to her mom to address her own behavior. So that was her way of forgiving herself for mm. having done something that she felt she did wrong. And then I loved how quickly her mom was like, oh girl, it's fine. It mm-hmm. wasn't even you. Like I recognize that you're just trying to look out for us. Mm-hmm. And so seeing her mother forgive her and I'm just like, Ugh, I love a good, healthy black mother daughter duo. It's just my favorite. So green flag yeah. for you, mom. I was so impressed with her mm-hmm. i literally was like molly <laughs> i know really Shook. took so much just maturity and humility and yeah it was a really beautiful moment for their friendship because i mean their relationship and friendship is mother daughter because they have had their own yes. ups and downs yeah, so yeah, to yeah. see them have a moment where they both could be vulnerable and honest um enough to say i'm sorry and take accountability i think mm-hmm. showed a lot of growth in their relationship too because at some point she was mad at her mom for yes taking her dad back her. Mm-hmm. um so big yeah. big 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 good i love seeing that okay okay Man, are we getting to the last couple flags this already? This is it. Epis- this is, we're on episode three now. All right, let's go into this. So episode three, pressure. Okay. Pressure. I'm throwing a green flag. Yeah. Uh, because I love to see healthy male, black male friendships specifically. Just mm. makes my heart just 
shine. Yeah. You know? um, I'm throwing a flag, a green flag on Derek pulling Lawrence aside. So Derek um, and his wife Tiffany had a birthday party for their daughter and Lawrence and Condola and their baby came. And Lawrence and Condola, it was kind of the height of all of their drama yeah, was kind tension. of building up. And yeah, all the tension was kind of, it was really about to erupt. And Derek was just being a good friend, like, bro, just come here, help me with something. Help me with something. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence, like, what you need help with? And Derek is like, man, I just got to tell you, like, this ain't what you want. Yeah. Like, the, the way that you're going about this with Condola, the mother of your child, like, this is not the best way. And mm-hmm. he even shared, like, from his own experience with him and Tiffany. And what I loved about that is, like, one, he loved Lawrence enough to be honest with him. Mm-hmm. He loved him enough to show him the other side of, like, he could have been like, man, Condola's all messed up and, like, just mm-hmm. kind of played the best friend, but he was like, no, I got to be honest. And I just love that in that moment, Derek was real with him and he knew how to communicate it to a way that Lawrence could receive it. Yes. He wasn't judgmental. He wasn't pushy. He was like, Hey, I'm just giving you an observation that I have. And I want to give a little bit of my personal experience and be like, this is just not the way you want to go. So Mm -hmm. I just thought that was really beautiful of their friendship to see that vulnerable moment between them. And also just reminded me of the importance of like, you want to have friends who can be real with you and Mm -hmm. you want to be the kind of person where your friends feel like they can be real with you Mm -hmm. also. So Mm -hmm. that was just a beautiful moment for me. Yeah. I liked that too. And something that I was reminded of as you were talking was this idea of how like a friend who has character is not going to drag whoever it is that you're upset with in the moment. Mm. It's like, you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. it it just speaks to who they are. It's Mm -hmm. like, Derek didn't get in there and drag Condola, mm-hmm. even if there were things that she had done wrong. He was like, I hear you, man. And I just I'm looking out for you right now, though, because you're my friend and it's not going to help you or this situation for us to go in on this other person. So I appreciated that, too. Now, you know, we all have our moments where our friends are like, yeah, man, that is trash. But like, I think that at the core, he yeah. was there to be supportive and honoring to all parties involved. And I think that's really important in yeah. a friend. And I'll just add, too, because if they spent all their time with Condola, he actually would never get to the real issue, which is like, hey, you're a father. Come on. And, he's a, and she's a mother. And yeah. y'all have to figure out how to co-parent. Period. So they could have spent 15 minutes getting on Condola, but it actually would have never, helped. it wouldn't have helped anything. Mm-hmm. You're just going to rile Lawrence up, make that person be like, yeah, that person's evil. Instead mm-hmm. of like, that person's not your enemy. Like y'all yep. got to figure out how to be on the same team for this baby. Yeah. So yeah. Also kind of kept the conversation centered on what's the solution and not just like, what are all the problems? Yeah. So good. That was a really strong moment. Mm-hmm. Love that. Good writing. Um, okay. So the last flag I'm going to throw is a red one mm. <laughs> and it's on uh, our new mama Condola. Mm. And I have a lot of grace for her. So I'm going to explain my flag. Mm-hmm. When Lawrence sent this late night text saying that he wasn't going to fly down from San Francisco to take the baby off her hands for the weekend. She just turned the phone over, got upset, vented with her sister instead of communicating her feelings Mm. and expectations back to Lawrence. And like, let's be clear, like Lawrence is in the wrong for giving three hours notice to come and get the baby and all of that. And I was like, Condola needed to use her words in that moment. And so I think that's a flag for me, not just romantically, but like in any relationship, we're often upset with other people. Because we have not clearly communicated our plans and how someone else's actions have been impacted those yeah. plans. And I, it just reminded me of uh, of you and I. We had a situation mm. once where I remember, I don't know, I like canceled last minute a couple of times back to back. And in one of those moments you were like, hey, I felt really blank because... I had shifted my whole week around us doing this thing on this night and Mm. I would have done things differently, blah, blah, blah. And I remember being like, oh, dang, like I should be more mindful before I just make a decision for my calendar and think about yours. Mm. And all it took was you communicating that to me. So now I try to be more mindful of your time. Mm -hmm. And so I think at the end of the day, it's like communicating 
in relationships is so key, which of course we talked about on the last season of friendships, but especially in this situation when you have a whole baby involved. Yeah. And it reminds me of something I've said many times that one of an old therapist of mine had was like, give people a chance to show up Mm -hmm. when you don't communicate why you're upset. You're choosing. You actually want to be upset. Yep. Because if you actually wanted a solution, you would go to them and tell them you want to be mad. Like you like being mad. Don't Mm -hmm. you You (laughs) want to be mad? Don't you? (laughs) Because if you wanted a solution, you would be like, okay, how can I be a part of making this better? But when we don't communicate to people, we're not actually giving them a chance to show up for us. Mm-hmm. We're not. And that's unfair to them. And then it's unfair to the relationship and friendship and really, I think, erodes trust and builds resentment. And yep. like that one little thing can easily build. So I think if we could take anything from that, it's like it's important to communicate for you, for them and for the sake of the relationship. Yeah, that is so good. Nothing to say there. Well, I, I guess this, this is where we wrap is this up it? the episode. I guess so. This felt like five minutes. It did. But it wasn't. It was, it was good. It was it meaty. Was. I think so. Okay, well, I guess officially that's a wrap. Um, <laughs> we hope y'all enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. And since we're all about relationships, we figured it probably made sense to kind of wrap up some of the key takeaways yes. from what we shared today. So number one, history does not equal access. Just Come because on. you have history with a friend doesn't mean that you owe that friend access. Mm. Use discernment. Number two, boundaries. The more history, the more boundaries. <laughs> it's important to set boundaries with friends of the opposite sex, especially when there is history. Mm, that's good. Number three, apologize often and forgive fast. Mm-hmm. We're always going to be mistakenly hurting other people. So when we realize that we've hurt someone, let's apologize. And mm-hmm. when they hurt us, let's extend grace and freely forgive. And number four, clear communication comes first. We have to be clear about our feelings, expectations, and needs in relationships well y'all this first episode it snapped as they all tend to do when the holy Mm -hmm. spirit's in the room so um as always y'all be sure to follow us on ig at rooted life podcast and while you're listening to this episode go ahead and take a little screenshot on your phone Mm -hmm. and tag us in your stories we would just love to see um that y'all listening yep and if you're on apple podcast go ahead y'all do us a favor just rate us five stars leave us a brief review telling us something you love i love reading y'all's reviews Mm -hmm. and we want to hear what y'all think specifically about this new insecure series because uh it's just fun so mm-hmm. y'all we'll see you at the next episode it's dropping on wednesday december 8th but until then we love y'all stay rooted mm-hmm.